0: You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White. And today's episode is called Feeling Connected and Creating Clients. Two things. This is off the back of a blog I wrote recently for Wellness Coaching Australia. And I feel like it's an important time to start talking about connection because going forward from this pandemic and lockdown, life is a little bit different than it used to be. And really, Aside from that, when you're in your own business, things can be a little isolating. When you work in an office as part of a team, you have that sense of connection every day. When you're interacting with others and sharing ideas and jokes or brainstorming work problems. I remember in my office in Perth, we had 40 staff and my job as a director and general manager was to walk around and talk to those people all day. So it was a bit of a shock to move to the other side of Australia and sit in my little own fiefdom, all on my own with (laughs) nobody to talk to. When you start your own business, things can be different, maybe like me or maybe not. Some people run their businesses from within another business. Maybe you hire an office space in a clinic or as part of a GP or a practitioner studio or practice, and then you get some of that peer interaction. But if you're like me, flying solo and operating from home, or even worse, in a country town where you knew nobody when you got here, you need a way to feel connected and supported in your business so that you can find the motivation and energy and confidence and enthusiasm not just to persist in your business but to show up with something positive for your clients. And on top of that, apart from just being connected and needing that that human tribe connection, Building your professional and personal networks is a wonderful way and really the only way to meet potential clients, strategic alliances and referral partners who can send qualified referrals your way. The way I see it, you're one of two types of people. You're either the kind of person who's a bit introverted, doesn't have a lot of friends and doesn't really like talking to people, or you're more on the extroverted love networking and love interacting kind of scale. If you're that first person and you're a bit more on the introverted side you're probably going to find it easier to build networks by creating alliances with people who already have lists or who are already out there being interactive. You don't have to force yourself to be that outgoing person, you can find a few key people who have those networks already and create alliances with them To help you build your client base. If you are more on the extroverted side though you can definitely go out and do that networking and build your own networks or even start your own networks. So have a think about what kind of person you are as you're listening to these five ways that I want to share with you that solo business owners can build networks to feel connected and to create clients. So the first thing to do when you're starting out in your business is to join one of your industry bodies or professional networks. So let's start with the professional network. If you're a health and wellness coach, that's going to mean joining a health professionals network in your area. And allied health professionals often have either formal or informal meetings or groups or social events or online groups for the purpose of networking, referring and collaborating. They typically meet monthly, bimonthly or quarterly, and they tend to be uh, location-specific. So in my local area, I have groups in Maria and Batemans Bay near me, which are online or face-to-face practitioner networks where people get together and catch up and chat in person or online. By reaching out to the allied health professionals in your area, catching up initially for a cup of coffee or a brief Zoom introduction to say, hey, I'm new to the area or I'm just starting my practice or I wanted to meet the allied health professionals for networking purposes. You can quickly find out who's your kind of person, how and where those professionals network, what types of clients they have, and you can become part of those networks. And this is a really essential foundational step for everybody doesn't matter if you're the introvert or the extrovert. It's really critical that you build those professional networks because it's part of your reputation and visibility and professional branding, you could say. If you're a member of my Facebook group, The Coaching Success Accelerator, you can find a downloadable step-by-step process that will help you to reach out to allied health professionals. And if you're not in the group, you need to join. There's links in the show notes. Coaching Success Accelerator Group. Ask to join on Facebook. So the action step from this one is to make a list of 10 practitioners in your local area. Get online and do some research. Who's within a 5 to 10 kilometre radius of you? And see which ones are relevant to your niche or specialty area of coaching, of course, and then phone or email them to book a time to chat or book an appointment with them and use their service. Another type of local network could be a local business network. You have a local chamber of commerce, which is an active business hub where you can meet and rub shoulders with decision makers in your community. They typically meet monthly and depending on where you live, your local chamber may be quite active or not so much. So you need to go and figure that out if this is the right place for you to stay connected. It's worth exploring to see who's involved and you could ask to attend a first meeting as a guest to see if it's a place that might be useful for you and your business and if you can offer something in return to them. Often your Chamber of Commerce's have active roles in community projects, council grants or industry-level initiatives that could be relevant to you, for example, health-related projects or grants to run workshops. So here's your action step for this one. Google search your local Chamber of Commerce and inquire about their meeting dates, opportunities to attend and what's typically discussed. You can also contact your local council and see if they can connect you if you're not able to find the Chamber of Commerce and sometimes local councils have initiatives going too. So in those first two of the five I want to talk about, the Health Professional Network and the Local Business Network, being your allied health professionals or your Chamber of Commerce, you don't want to overwhelm yourself with commitments to meetings. Let's be clear about that. But you do want to maintain regular contact with those health professionals or business networks so that they remember who you are and will perhaps be able to refer people to you or let you know of opportunities that come up. So you would ideally pick three or maybe four meetings a year in total between those two types of group or more if you want. But for what's manageable with your whole marketing and positioning and branding, probably three or four meetings a year is a pretty good start. One every quarter just to catch catch up with those people that are local to you who could be part of your referral network. Option number three, and once again, this is a really essential one if you want to create a professional coaching business, is to join a professional industry association. And the reason I say this is because every reputable profession has an industry association that acts as a voice for its members. and Their meetings may be monthly, bimonthly or quarterly or every two weeks. Being a member of a professional association can give you opportunities to vote on important issues for your industry but I think the other thing it does is it lets your clients know that you're serious about what you do, you're committed to your profession and professional development and that you're part of a credible profession that has a formal self-regulation process and quality standards. The other thing with it is that you often get to be featured on the homepage of the industry association which makes another way for people to find you online and that not just on any site but positioned in a professional environment. So in Australia and New Zealand the premier industry body is Health Coaches of Australia and New Zealand Association So your action steps are to contact HCANZA to inquire about membership. I'll put a link in the chat box. And perhaps another action step could be to apply to sit the NBHWC exam and become a board certified coach. So that's an international level association, not a local one, but um, that's another option. So those two are action steps that you could take. If you have the appropriate qualifications and you need to look into that yourself before applying. So those first three are really about your professional positioning. So important that you do this from the get go so that people know you're serious about your business and serious about your professional development. They may also refer clients to you and I have health professionals in my area that do that. So this is one of the first things I did when I moved here from Perth and it was the best thing I ever did. I even got someone, a doctor, referring someone to me last week and I've been here 12 years and still they come. Now let's look at the next two options. If you're a bit more on the introverted side and you're thinking about social media, what should you do? Should you join a group or start your own? I would suggest that if you're on that introverted side, that joining a social networking group is going to be a way better option. That way you don't have to create all the content and learn all of the things about the platform. You can just start getting practice exploring how groups work and start building connections that way, just making friendships basically. LinkedIn is a globally recognised platform for networking with other businesses and potential clients at the higher level. It has an advantage of being more professional than other social media challenges or perceived that way. So it could lend you some credibility and some good business positioning. You might make valuable connections for referrals or collaborations or could even find some corporate clients here. There are also industry specific groups on LinkedIn where you can network with peers in specific areas of health and well-being. And it's a great place to go if your niche group is professional, entrepreneurial or a manager. So that's one option for joining a social networking platform and then groups within And as I said, you don't have to learn it all today. You can jump in and explore and see what other people are doing and find some role models who are doing a great job on LinkedIn and getting lots of traction, see what they're doing, learn from it, and then consider what sort of course you might like to do if you think that that's your thing. Otherwise, Facebook also offers support in the form of industry-specific groups for example the Students of Wellness Coaching Australia group that's only for students but there are also groups like mine the Coaching Success Accelerator and there may be others where your clients may be. So you can jump in and join groups and see how they run and see which ones you like and you probably only need to be involved in two or three that are going to give you what you need in terms of uh, business support, peer networking and access to potential clients. So in terms of joining a social networking group, I think the action steps are to jump into LinkedIn and brush up your profile and explore groups. If you're in my Habitology membership, you'll see I've got a five-day LinkedIn challenge in that group that you can do to help you get your profile tickety-boo. Otherwise, you could join the Students of Wellness Coaching Australia group if you are uh, one of our students. Otherwise, you could ask to join my Coaching Success Accelerator or something else in your niche. And of course you can start your own group. An easy way to build professional alliances is to start your own group. This is a great tactic for people who are outgoing and love people and enjoy networking. Otherwise if you're not that kind of person that can feel too overwhelming and like too much work and you are probably going to be better off joining someone else's group. So in a professional sense, starting your own group could be a mastermind with peers, a specific collaboration for a project, a peer support group, or it could be you creating an allied health professionals group or a practitioners group in your local area, if there's not one already. Or better still, you can start your own Facebook or a LinkedIn group to attract potential clients. Now, as I mentioned, this is a bigger job than the others. It requires you to show up much more often, to create content, to interact, to engage, to ask questions, to coach, and to develop learning materials and to create links into and out of the group and to market to the group. So that's a bigger job. I suggest you see how other people do it. And when you feel ready to build a tribe of like-minded people and you have the energy to show up every day, do some training, uh, get some help, and start your own group. I love Mark Boness's 14 Day Tribe Builder Challenge. It's a very good overall um, option for learning how to build a really strong, committed, enthusiastic, and engaged Facebook group. There are other training courses, of course, too, that can help you to do it right. So the two action steps for this point, starting your own group, are consider whether you're ready to start your own group. And if you are, find a training course to help you do it right rather than fumbling around. And Mark Boness's course, I think, is about 47 US dollars at the time of publishing this podcast, which is incredibly cheap for the amount of value that you get. Or the other action step is if you're not ready to start your own group, join a big group where your clients might be and see how professionals are doing it. Don't join a tiny group that's just started or one where there's not much engagement, join a big group with 20 or 30,000 people in it and see how it's being run. Learn from it, make notes, keep track, feel what it's like to be a client and consider what you would like to give to your clients. Spend a few months in there, getting to know people, interacting, conversing, and becoming used to the whole process. So, wow, covered a lot today. In summary, It's easy to feel isolated when you're transitioning from a workplace to your own solo business. But I've listed five options that you could start exploring to build professional and client networks for two purposes really, I suppose, for the sense that you're feeling really supported uh, in your business to brainstorm ideas, but also to create friendships and later on clients. I would suggest that to get started, choose the one of these for you that feels like the best fit and is most relevant to where you are right now in your business. Make some plans to join uh, or to inquire and explore what it's like. Meet some people, see who you like, don't attend meetings if you don't like the group or the people, if it doesn't feel like a fit and continue to touch base with those that do. Work to your own schedule. You may not want to be in social media every day at first. That's okay. Decide what you will commit to. If it's once a week, do that. And when things work well, you will be able to schedule in a recurring number of meetings or days that you attend over the long period so that you can get the hang of participating, contributing, collaborating and knowing what it's like to be a client in somebody else's group knowing what it's like to contribute to a business forum or a professional forum, to get the hang of those things, to learn what it's like to learn, actually, that's the key. When you are confident in that one place that you've started with, you can go to the next and try something else or decide that you're going to build some skills. So that's A bit of an idea of how to get started with networking to build your network and the more people you interact with regularly, the more likely it will be that you will find potential clients and have people refer people to you. There's no big secret in marketing. It's about maintaining friends, uh, building friendships and maintaining those friendships. That's pretty much it. Now it's over to you. Where would be easiest and most obvious for you to start? I would love to know what you think. Jump in and grab the resources that uh, have come with this episode. And if you need assistance, contact www.melaniejwhite.com forward slash contact. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for being here. Bye for now.